You're listening to Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno, supported by HomeWatch Caregivers, whose mission is to preserve dignity, protect independence, and provide peace of mind for their clients and loved ones by providing exceptional home care. 97.9 FM WCHL is pleased to present Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Nicole has over 15 years of experience as a geriatric social worker and administrator working in the long-term care industry to include skilled nursing care, Alzheimer's care, adult day care, and home care. She also worked as a family caregiver. In addition, Nicole co-founded a nonprofit in the Triangle that specializes in support for caregivers. Now, Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno. Welcome to this episode of Caring Connections. This is Nicole Bruno, your host. Joining me today is Lori Smith, Business Development Director with Brookdale Senior Living, and we are going to be discussing transitions from home to assisted living. Welcome, Lori. Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited to talk about this, Lori, because I think a lot of people have some misconceptions about what assisted living is, and some people probably have no idea what it is at all. So I'm glad that you are going to quell some of those myths out there. You can be our myth buster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you brought with you some of the top 10 things that people don't know about assisted living and probably should, and I thought I would just highlight a couple of them before we got into the meat and potatoes of our discussion today. The first is, no matter what the age of your parent is, now is the time to start communicating about senior living options for the future. It's better to start now having that conversation so your loved one can be an active participant in that conversation instead of waiting for a crisis to happen. You know, if you have the magic way, and I'm a social worker, and I tell you what, my parents, when I bring up this topic, they say, what do you want me dead already? <laughs> so I know we, have, we all can face that at times, but I think finding the appropriate time to bring up the topic is definitely a really good idea so that you can honor that person's wishes when they get older. Exactly. For sure. Uh, the next one is level of care has grown in assisted living. Interesting way of putting it, but very true. Most assisted livings now have physical, speech, and occupational therapy. It's actually the person's home. So mm-hmm. anything a home health sure. nurse can do, they can do it within the community. Definitely, definitely. And there's a lot more that, that you can do in assisted living now than you could have done even 15 years ago when I first started in the industry. It's greatly changed and for the better, I think. So great. Okay, so, you know, Lori, how would you say assisted living has actually evolved over the past 20 years? You know, we're not in white, walled, sterile rooms anymore with furniture that the place gives you that you have no choice to bring in anything from the home. What does the picture look like today? Well, the first assisted living was developed in 1981, and we now have over 40,000 assisted living communities in the United States. And here in North Carolina, we have 621. And unlike the olden days where there's only two options before the 1970s, nursing home or or staying at home taking care of your loved one, um, assisted livings help provide person-centered care. So Mm -hmm. it's all about your loved one and the care um, that's developed individually for them. So versus for the whole group, you really look at that individual. Exactly. It's a big change. That's great. Definitely great. So when do you know when assisted living is the right choice? Um, Things to help start the conversation with that Mm -hmm. are if your loved one has been diagnosed with um, a medical condition, Mm -hmm. dementia, Parkinson, Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. if they 
lose a spouse, mm -hmm. um, it's time to start the conversation, or if your friends or family have loved ones um, that are trying to make that decision. Also, medication, um, if they quit taking their medications or taking care of their um, personal hygiene, having a hard time with their activities of daily life. Is there any time that you would say assisted living might not be the right choice for someone? Um, assisted living might not be the choice if they're still living independently. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. if they can still take care of themselves. Sometimes they're going to choose independent living, mm -hmm. somewhere where there's social activities, where they might not want to maintain their home now, mm -hmm. um, but live life to the fullest. Definitely. Okay. Well, that's great. So, Triggers. This is a good one. Triggers for starting the conversation about assisted living. Now, perhaps my way of, hey, mom, dad, you know, where is that box that you keep all of your information in? And uh, what do you want to do when you get old? Might not have been the right approach. But what would you say the best triggers are for starting that conversation about moving to assisted living? Well, I think some of the triggers are if you go to visit your parents and there's nothing in the refrigerator, mm -hmm. they, they, they haven't been eating. Or say your mom went to the same club or met women every week for the last 30 years and she started to decline invitations. Mm -hmm. Their mail starts so piling more up. isolated, perhaps. Yeah, very, they have the social isolation. Sure. They become depressed. Mm -hmm. um, they want to get out and enjoy those social interactions. And also if you go visit mom and you notice she hasn't showered in days mm -hmm. or taking care of herself or or your loved one hasn't, um, that's a time to start having that conversation with them. It's triggers to start looking at that or if they haven't taken their medication and end up in the hospital. Or another big one, which we see all mm -hmm. the time, are falls. Yeah, I was going to say falls have got to be huge because you're just one fall away from a major fracture that could totally change your life for sure. Thanks. And how about giving up the car keys? Would that be a general time to start saying, you know, maybe we could look at some additional options for the future or not really? Definitely it is because okay. it's that whole social isolation. Once you give up the car keys, mm -hmm. they're not as active socially. They can mm -hmm. become depressed. Mm -hmm. This way, living in a community, you have all your social activities, mentally, um, they're challenged. They have spiritual mm -hmm. um spiritual opportunities. opportunities. So what would you say, um, you know, I think some misconceptions that are out there about assisted living that you're constantly in this one giant group activity and you don't really have a choice to do other things or they force you to come out of your room if you really are more of a person who seeks solitude, what would you have to say about that? That it's really about person-centered care. It's about your interests, what you enjoy mm -hmm. doing. Most communities out there will talk to you before you move in and find out what what do you enjoy doing, what do you like to do, and they will um, have you talk to your peers there, sit you at the dining table with people that have things in common with you mm -hmm. and other residents that share your passions. So that's, that's a good thing. So it's broken up more for the individual now versus for the whole group. Exactly. And also with the programming. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you'll have cluster programming. So if people are interested in golf, mm -hmm. they'll get together to do some putting and different programmings mm -hmm. along with that. Or someone's into needlepoint, there'll be a, a needlepoint club. Mm -hmm. One person doesn't have to do all the activities. They break it down to your individual preferences. So the golf person isn't forced to go bowling, perhaps. No, no. <laughs> and a lot of times they can talk to the communities yeah. and let them them know, hey, I don't see this on the schedule. Can we try Can we try going to the putting green and going to do that? Or okay. can we go visit the history museums? Because that's my interest. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of communities will put that on their calendar to individualize it for them. Great. We're going to take a quick break. Joining me today is Lori Smith, Business Development Director with Brookdale Senior Living. And we're talking about how to make a smooth transition from home to assisted living. And we will be right back.
Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno on 97.9 FM WCHL, supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. Now, more of Caring Connections. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Carrington Connections, and joining me today is Lori Smith, who is the Director of Business Development for Brookdale Senior Living. And we are talking about how to make a smooth transition from home to assisted living. Okay, Lori, talking about smooth transitions, how do we ease the transition into an assisted living community? I've heard advice all over the board. Some people say drop a loved one off and don't visit for a couple weeks. Others say, you know, make sure that you bring all their favorite things and jam it into the room. It doesn't matter if it doesn't really fit. And others say you need to be help the person go through their things and make sure you speak really well to the community and et cetera, et cetera. What is your advice from your perspective? I think the first thing is really personalize their room. So you don't, like you said, you don't want to put a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. in there, but bring their favorite mementos, bring their favorite keepsakes, Mm -hmm. even bringing their own furniture so it feels like an extension of their home. Mm -hmm. And the other benefit to bringing their mementos, their favorite photo Mm -hmm. albums, is when they start meeting residents in the communities, these residents become their friends and they love to bring them back to their apartment Mm -hmm. um, to talk about their mementos, what it means to them, and share their pictures with them. Sure, sure. Well, that's that's definitely great advice. What about communicating with the community, though? I mean, do you think give as much information as possible up front or kind of wait and see how things shake out? Most communities out there do personal service assessments, so you're really going to find out that information. You want to know as much up front as possible. What are mom's likes, dislikes? An example, too, is just even the dining mm-hmm. um, services. What, what are their favorite foods? What doesn't what doesn't mom like? Mm-hmm. Um, Don't some, give her a Brussels sprout. Exactly. <laughs> or even some communities out there, like I know Brookdale, if, if they want raspberries for breakfast, you can let them know that, and they can provide that if you want a milkshake in the afternoon. They can really personalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, to your loved one's needs. Interesting. For no additional cost? Um, no. They they really... Typically, yeah. Yeah, a lot. But some do and some don't. Yeah, yeah. But they have meetings on. once a week that you get to talk about the dining services. Do you want some new foods to come out for summer? What would you like to see um, for dessert? So it's really... So they do have some choice. They have choice. It's going back to that person-centered... Center. Person-centered care, that you're you're reminding me of that term over and over. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good term to know for sure. Okay, so I know specifically, you know, you represent Brookdale Senior Living, which has a number of wonderful communities right here in Orange County. Um, You have this new program called the InTouch system. What exactly is that? The InTouch system is a computer system that brings the outside world in. It's a wonderful system. It allows our our residents every day to fly to Paris, bike through the national parks, learn a new language, visit museums, even look at at shows from the 1920s, 30s, and Hmm. 40s. A really neat feature of this system is the residents' families, if they live in California or out in Wisconsin, they can actually go into the system and put mom and dad's favorite videos, like their wedding video. Mm -hmm. They can Skype into their grandchildren's birthday party, so they're really there. It's really fun. fun. Or put their favorite music in there. Okay. So you you use that for all all functioning ability levels for your residents and not just the memory impaired. Nope. We, it started in our memory mm-hmm. um, care communities, and now we're introducing it into all of our assisted living communities. Oh, I'm sure. They must love it. It's really neat. And one thing, just an example where you can fly to Paris, we mm-hmm. had a resident that was a pilot, mm-hmm. and they actually did a flight simulator. So all the residents pretended like they were flying oh, to Paris, fun. but you could <laughs> even hear the turbulence. Oh, neat. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and then when they got off their flight, they got to go into dining um, 
room and have a French cuisine for their Very dinner. Very nice. So Very it's really nice. Neat. Awesome. Okay. So getting back to um, sort of that transition, you know, and, and I actually recently just went through this myself. Not that a loved one moved into an assisted living community, but how do you how do you transition personally from being a caregiver back to the son, daughter, husband, wife, friend again? I know when, you know, the person that I was caring for left, it kind of left this sort of empty hole feeling and I would walk past the room and I would quickly want to fill the room up because it just seemed so strange not to have a person there. And then even though I always feel like I'm so busy, there was this sort of gap of time that was normally filled by this person and now that's gone. How do you help that caregiver transition when they sort of hand over care to another group or assisted living community? Well, I think the biggest thing is when you are caregiving, you've spent so much time taking care of um, their medical needs, activities of daily lives. Mm -hmm. So when you do get to go to the communities and spend time with your loved one, you actually get to expend that spend that time doing things you enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, going out to eat, just talking about the latest book you read instead of so focused on that immediate caregiving. So we really encourage those caregivers that were the caregivers that come in the community and and be that son, daughter, wife, husband again, and just enjoy that social time together where before they were spent so much of their time um, on the caregiving aspect. And I know a lot of caregivers sort of lose their identity of their self since they've been doing caregiving for so long. I'm involved with a caregivers conference that's coming up, and this is the first year we've actually polled um, the number of time, number of years caregivers have been caregiving for loved ones, and some people have been caregiving for 20, 30 years. And to have that role end and then suddenly suddenly you have to find yourself again. That must be a huge challenge for some of these people, I'm sure. It's really hard, and we really um, work with them and encourage them to still connect with their loved ones mm-hmm. um, and help them through that process. Great. So let's talk money. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the big M word. What are the financial options to pay for assisted living, generally speaking, and then specifically for Brookdale Senior Living? Sure. Private pay is the main way that people finance assisted living. And to help supplement private pay, there's also VA aid in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, they can take out uh, loans, unsecured loans, mm-hmm. um, to help pay for that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Medicaid or special assistance mm-hmm. um, that they can use. But the Brookdale is private pay okay. um, communities. Okay, great. And what's generally uh, speaking, not necessarily Brookdale, but the general spectrum, would you say, you know, if you hear about, if I have no idea, point of reference for what assisted living costs, what's sort of the lowest end to the highest end that you've heard in the area? It can be ranged from $2,200 up to $5,000 okay. per month. Per month, but that's a, that leads into an, another question too: is how is that broken down? There's two parts of your payment. You have the base rent for your apartment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and normally that includes 24-hour care, mm-hmm. um, three meals a day, snacks, housekeeping mm-hmm. activities. And then there's also the care charges. Many communities do the care charges differently. Mm-hmm. Some are a la carte where you only pay for the care that your loved one needs. Mm-hmm. So if they need help with bathing, you're only paying for that. If they need a one-person assist, you'll be paying for that or med management. Some of them are tiered levels. So mm-hmm. they break them down. They might have 15 different items in, in your tier level. Okay. And you might pay for that even if you only use one of them. But sometimes if you're using 15, it's worth it, then it's worth it. Okay, great. Well, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, Thank you so much for this information you're providing. Joining me again today is Lori Smith with Brookdale Senior Living, and we are discussing transitions from home to assisted living, and I am your host, Nicole Bruno. We will be right back. 
Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno on 97.9 FM WCHL, supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. Now, more of Caring Connections. Welcome back. This is Nicole Bruno, your host of Caring Connections. And joining me today is Lori Smith with Brookdale Senior Living. And in the last few minutes we have left before our show closes out, I wanted to ask Lori a couple of questions, one of which is near and dear to my heart. And I know it would be really hard for an older adult to give up their family pet. What do you have to say about family pets and living in assisted living? Is that even an option for people? In some assisted livings, it is an option. Um, It all depends on the community. And at Brookdale Senior Living, we welcome everybody's pet. As long as they can care for them or if they can't care for them, we'll provide resources that can come in and help them care for them. It's such an important part of their life. Um, And it makes that transition much smoother. It's like a family member, definitely. That's wonderful. So one one sort of nuts and bolts type question that we haven't gotten to, I know we got over the financial parts, but, you know, say I'm listening to the show today and I decide, you know what, I think it's time. This sounds like the perfect thing for mom or dad or sister, brother, aunt, uncle, whatever. What kind of paperwork is involved here? Is this really a huge process or is it ra- really rather simple? Um, the communities make it simple. Mm-hmm. One thing just to keep in mind, moving into any assisted living community in North Carolina, you have to have an FL2. And what this is, it's a medical form completed by your physician okay. describing your diagnosis, medications, and care needs. If you're in the hospital, they can complete that for you, or you can go to your personal physician and they will complete that for you. All right. And I know you brought with you some resources in the last minute or so we have left here. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about them and let us know how we can reach those resources. Um, One resource is Brookdale Senior Living Solutions. It can talk about the different options in senior living and what would be the best option to meet your needs. And their number is 1-855-444-7658. Another one is Elder Life Financial. They can help you with loans, VA aid and attendance, um, the financial means to help you move into assisted living. And their number is 1-888-255-7755. And another one um, is Guiding Lights, uh, Caregiver Support. They can also help you um, create solutions for your loved one, different options out there. Their number is one 919 371-2067. And this is locally here in the Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill area. And one thing I'd like to leave with is to provide you with a complimentary guide to starting the conversation about senior living with your loved one. And to receive that guide, you can call me, Lori Smith, at 919-244-5991. Thank you so much for joining me today, Lori. It was a pleasure, as always, to spend time with you. As always, you may email your caring questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Thank you so much and have a fabulous day. The purpose of Caring Connections is to educate listeners to help improve the quality of life for families, for professional caregivers, as well as those people affected with Alzheimer's disease. Caring Connections with Nicole Bruno is supported by HomeWatch Caregivers. You can hear this and any other program of Caring Connections on WCHL's website, chapelboro.com. Be sure to email questions to caring at 1360wchl.com. Caring Connections is a presentation of 97.9 FM, WCHL, Chapel Hill Carborough's News, Talk, and Tar Heel Station.